everybody, and welcome back to Hoon Review, the show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love. My name is Nick G, and today we have a crowded crowded TARDIS as we look back at the series that was Series 11, and also the New Year's special. I'm not sure where it falls in the series timeline, but we're going to consider it part of Series 11 because it occurred so close to it. With me today, we have Nick Z. Hello. Chloe. Hey, Reddit. The Reddit, the writing hasn't been good, but I'm still here and still a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn. Yellow, yellow. Soph. Hey there. And down, but not out. Evan. I am still here. So before we get into general Series 11 discussion, we're going to take a quick look back through each episode and uh, give them our facetious awards. <laughs> First up, uh, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, winner of my Dramatic Entrance Award. Ooh. <laughs> um, it was, it was I don't know, everything you want from a debuting doctor. Literally, literally lands in the middle of the action and starts taking charge immediately, which is something that... People were complaining was absent from the season, but I thought it was it was a perfect introduction to a doctor. Hmm. Z. Yeah. Uh, for me, it won my strongest dual meaning in a title award because, uh, wow. you know, uh, the doctor, the woman, fell to earth. And uh, another very important woman for the series fell to earth in this episode. Grace. Yeah. Ryan was talking about it in his YouTube video titled, Hey. <laughs> Boy, honorable mention for Ryan being a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, he just needs to learn some SEO. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Speaking of which, Chloe. Actually, as a um, counterpart award to both of yours, <laughs> most obvious, obvious for um, emotional toll, death. Award Ooh. for Grace again. Like, oh, look it. We see Grace. She's obviously very important to a bunch of these characters. She's mm-hmm. not been in any of the promotional materials. <laughs> I wonder what is happening to Grace. She's, yeah. She's too good to to be a recurring member. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, like, if she gets a, a season award, it's for MVP ghost character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's one of the better ghost characters we've seen. She <laughs> definitely is. Carolyn. Most teeth in, in season opening. All right, Soph. <laughs> okay, so this episode, I say the award goes to most likely to trigger someone working in retail. Hit. <laughs> why? Wait, what? what I forget oh, why. the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> the clothes. Oh, in the, in the charity shop. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You don't like how I was like flung over. <laughs> there is no reason for you to be flinging stuff all over the floor, man. Come on. Yeah. She's new. All right, Evan. Sure. Most belittling nickname for a for a villain. <laughs> villain? Like I don't know. Tim Shaw of the Lacenza. <laughs> Tim Shaw, but no, it's Tim Shaw. Like whatever, so mundane. <laughs> That's about as much as I have to say. It's a bit of a kick in the teeth, excuse the pun. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I see what you did there. Or an explosion of the teeth, or a near 
Kicking or, off of a tower crane. Or Dr. Teeth <laughs> in the Electric Mayhem. That's right. <laughs> All right. So moving on, we go to number two, the Ghost Monument. And my award is best use of strips of cloth just lying around. <laughs> I, I, I actually like the villains in the Ghost Monument. The well, there were several remnants. Villains. There were the remnants. There? There were like, it was robots. also the robots. There's yeah. the robots. There was the water kind there was of that guy. There was that guy. Oh yeah, who's a, like an, a dick. he was like an evil billionaire or something who's yes. organized the race. Yeah, he was just an asshole. There's <laughs> kind of one of the guys running the race, or the guy left running the race mm. with his fancy cigar. <laughs> yep. Z. Yeah, I had to give it uh, similar, uh, more or less. My uh, most enticing. Spooky Villain Dialogue Award. Oh, yeah. We never got any follow-up on that. No, no it's, on it what the remnants like... yeah, say to uh, the doctor about, you know, being the, what is it, like, lost little girl? The, the timeless child. Yeah, the timeless yeah. child. Ooh. Spooky bookie. Mm-hmm. Clip. Uh, also, uh, the, re- the remnants were the MVP of this episode, Ag- obviously. Agreed. agreed. And so they get for my sure. award for most threatening first aid materials. <laughs> <laughs> They look like they'll help you, but they'll cut you. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll wrap you up. A little too cozy. <laughs> Carolyn. I would like to say this is the most amazing race. <laughs> oh, I love it. 400 planets and 100 years or whatever it was. Like, it, it was implied that it started out with, like, thousands of people or yeah. something like that and it's just down to them mm-hmm. for some rich guy it was yeah. just a hologram anyway mm-hmm. but like in the end you win like a hundred thousand dollars and a crown by fierce drag jewels and <laughs> and a ticket away from the planet that you're on yes mm-hmm. Soph um okay the award for the best representation of the two percent <laughs> think it will well, because he's like they're then? like oh you know um oh well, there's only one winner and they're like we're gonna threaten your life it's like okay fine two winners to say help them too nope <laughs> yeah i think i think getting him to accept the two winners was like enough and then that was magnanimous of him yeah yep all right evan uh i'm gonna go ahead and award this one um the award for worst episode of wacky races um, <laughs> I preferred it as a cartoon in the in the eighties. Because <laughs> we hardly got to see any Snagglepuss in this episode. Yeah, where the hell was Snagglepuss anyway? I don't know. Where was Droopy Dog? <laughs> <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Snide Ripley. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's so the Snidely, dog Snidely Whiplash. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty no, sure no, they no, actually no. had like. Characters specifically for the wacky races that weren't other Hanna Barbera characters, yeah. like uh, Huckleberry Hound or no Huckleberry Hound was around before wacky. But that's what I mean. Huckleberry yeah. Hound is one of the the Hanna Barbera characters. But then they also had like the girl racer whose name I completely forget, and then like the Snide Ripley with the dog who were specifically for wacky races and weren't in anything else. What I, I've got yeah, a list was... here. I've got a full ca- character list. <laughs> The Slag Brothers, Rock and Gravel, The Gruesome Twosome, Big Gruesome and Little Gruesome, <laughs> Professor Pat Pending, 
<laughs> the Avenger. Red Max, Penelope, Penelope Pitstop, Sergeant Blast, name. and Private Meekly, the Ant Hill Mob, Seven Dwarves Gangsters, and Lazy Luke, Peter Perfect, and Rufus Roughcut. Where the, uh, I, I believe they're all more or less uh, uni- or unique to the show. When you consider how shitty Hanna Barbera, like the good Hanna Barbera characters are, it's really impressive that they managed to come up with even worse one-off characters <laughs> for wacky races. Yep. Pat, 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 Nengara. That's a good, good chuckle out of me. Because other than like Scooby Doo, who gives a shit about Hanna Barbera? I guess Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Yeah. yeah. Flintstones. He's got a good Christmas. Yeah. Of- Jetsons. Uh, oh, the Jetsons suck. I don't mind the Nah, fuck you, the Jetsons. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We're not here. Let's talk about other To adjudicate Hanna-Barbera shit. <laughs> Next episode up is Rosa, and this award gets first tears of the season from me. This You didn't cry with Rose? No, Grace. <sighs> I don't think that I did. I don't remember if you did. I but definitely the you know, the final scene of Rosa. Made me tear up, and I was like, "Oh, we're we're doing serious biz now. We're talking about being ineffectual because we must and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is an interesting way for Doctor Who to go." Z. Mm-hmm. Most most troubling implications for the philosophy of time. Mm-hmm. Still hung Ooh. up on that guy. Oh yes, yeah. Referred referred to our day. Rosa episode. <laughs> we'll take a moment so you can go listen to the Rosen yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a reminder. A um, couple of quotes from the doctor. You can't change history, not one line, and time can be rewritten. <laughs> I mean, they're different doctors. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> also, fixed points in time is like in between those. So. And then. If you need it, you can always just throw on a coat of wibbly wobbly timely timey wimey. I'd prefer that you didn't. <laughs> but if you must, you must. Uh, Chloe, um, the award for su- like pleasantly surprised maturity. Hmm. Yeah, despite obvious fear of it going very poorly. Yeah, I I would say that like oh RTD wouldn't be able to write an episode about Rosa Parks like that, but he never ever would write an episode about Rosa. No, Parks. but yeah. and neither would Moffat. No, and I no. love Moffat, but I don't think he would ever. I don't think anyone even wanted to try to write like an episode like this. No, like at best you would get something like Vincent and the Doctor, where you kind of like skate around the issue of mental illness, yeah, mm. and that'd be about as hard as you would go for like an adult topic. Mm. And so, this episode was shocking, in a good way, yeah, and also like so timely, mm-hmm. like so important in our like social and political climate. Yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. it was it was like. Some real talk, which Doctor Who does not do. No. Uh, Carolyn. I'm not going to really uh, call this an award, but uh, <laughs> welcome back, Miss Frizzle. <laughs> Magic oh, school bus. Driving the bus. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. It was it was a it was a history lesson from like the first second right through to the end. Um, it was very historically accurate, and I appreciated it. Mm. 
Soph. Uh, reward for most name dropping. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, oh. it's Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> hey, friends. Oh, I thought you meant like when she was like, maybe I'm Banksy. <laughs> that was good. Oh, man, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it's like, yes, Miss Rosa Parks. Yeah. Uh, right away, Mr. Martin Luther King. And he's just like, whoa. Like, just oh, yeah. dropping Ryan names, man. Was just gobsmacked. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah. 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 A little bit, at least. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Takes a little more to impress me. But... <laughs> <laughs> that don't impress me much. All right, Evan. I'll give this one um, my award for the most unnecessary villain. Mm. Um, yeah. I seem pretty superfluous. I, I he yeah. really didn't Crasco did not need to be in this episode. And for what it's worth, I think he really got upstaged by the plot itself. <laughs> by like the historical aspect of it. You know. I I think they were trying to make a point with him, but there was so much going on in the episode that there wasn't enough time to flesh him out. I think what they were trying to go for is like, even though he's from the future, people are still racist and still have crazy like prejudices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that was why he was there, but we didn't have enough time to really get into that. I was convinced that they were setting up for a villain who was going to reoccur throughout the series, if not the rest of her tenure as doctor. Um, he still might. And maybe he could, I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I mean, me neither, but thing. he could theoretically. Yeah. It, it seems so half-assed that it was like, there must be more to this, but there you go. Nope. All right. So next is Arachnids in, in the UK, and this gets my Missing the Final Act award. <laughs> Ooh, left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah, because we just like, oh, all the spiders are, are going to the dubstep. Okay, we're done. Spiders yep. are well known to love dubstep. Also, true. someone pointed out, it's like, the, the method the doctor chose for the spiders is much more cruel than the way the, like, Trump insert guy chose. <laughs> Which is not great. Um, I feel like this might be a lot of people's picks for bottom episode of the season. Mm. But we will go over to Z. Alright. Uh, you kind of handed it off perfectly to me, because I have to give it my Britain's Best American Impression <laughs> Award. <laughs> <laughs> They nailed, they hit the nail on the head. They really did. <laughs> got the accent right. Would you say Britain's got talent? I, I would say so, yes. Oh. Yeah. I feel like Australia's making a run for that lately. <laughs> lately. Uh, Chloe. Uh, this episode gets the Man's Hubris Award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always got to be. There's always got to be an episode that is man's hubris has screwed us all, and this yep. was the one. This, this I mean, there's there's definitely like elements of it in the other in other episodes, specifically like Kerblam mm-hmm. and Saranga a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although it's kind of future hubris, so it's different. But this is definitely like we dug too greedily and too deep, and we just wanted all of the money and the profits, and now we got our, we got spiders. That, that is an award handed out every year. Yes, that, that, is, that is an annual award for Doctor Who. That is, this is the the 50... Uh, no, I guess it, there hasn't been 50 odd seasons. There's been 30... Third, oh, man. Um, uh, 37. Yes, this is the 37th annual Man's Hubris Award. So yeah. congratulations, yeah. Arachnids in the UK, for winning it this year. Yeah. Woo! 
crowns an honor. And it's an honor not just to be nominated for the rest of the episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Carol. I'm going to do a lot of these. The most legs. (laughs) (laughs) The most legs. Period. Oh, yes. Done. He's got legs. It's true. Knows how to legs use for them. days. Yeah, ZZ, ZZ Top's <laughs> favorite episode of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, my award goes to most likely to trigger Peter Parker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! By the way, have you seen Spider Verse? Go see it. <laughs> No, we haven't seen no. any. I'm going to fucking... We're missing movies record. very much. We're very busy. We're very busy and important. <laughs> Evan. Um, this one's a little reach for me, but um, I, I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, my award for uh, the greatest pre-presidential Trump impersonation <laughs> maybe ever. <laughs> Because, my God, if this man doesn't know how to tank multiple corporations and companies all in one go, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Though, according to the episode, technically not Trump, because he mentions Trump. Yes, yeah. and yeah. he's not a fan. No. Um, all right, so we move on to episode five, the Saranga Conundrum, which gets my whole is less than the sum of its parts award. Mm. I feel like I feel like we had three storylines, and if they'd cut one, it would have <laughs> been a better episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I feel like that's also an annual award for Doctor Hugh. It Dr. often yeah. is. It just felt like like little pieces being stitched together, but like they were all on the same ship. But other than that, didn't really have much. To, we had Stitch. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had the pregnant dude, and we had meditations on motherhood and masculinity. Yeah, but not, also not yeah. done very well. Not great. <laughs> and then we had the like um, the pilot and the and her and her brother. brother yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like if we concentrated on two of those. We might have had a better episode, mm-hmm. but this was this was <laughs> probably not the pregnant man. <laughs> yeah, specifically pretty- that one. I feel like I feel like in our episode review of that, I was like, just cut that. Mm-hmm. Just cut that. Mm-hmm. Z. Uh, this one gets my the nibbler award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Introducing a character who is very plushable and reminds me of Futurama's nibbler, not Stitch. Oh. Ah, Stitch. He's like a nibbler Stitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Stitch and Nibbler are also similar. Yeah. Stitch yeah. didn't, like, randomly eat things, though. He was violent, but he didn't consume. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe the mm. award should be rewarded to be the most toyetic. That could be, <laughs> I mean, a little... Toyetic. ahead for you. Yeah, toyetic. It's whenever they introduce something <laughs> into a show or cartoon that is specifically meant to be turned into a toy to sell to children. Mm. So... So like Transformers. <laughs> well, yeah, Transformers. Half the Star Wars franchise. It's reverse engineering. It's, it began with toys. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty much. Um, where are we? Me. Chloe. <laughs> Saranga Conundrum gets the Oh my god, there's a bomb on the bus award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was speed, was, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was. it was like it was the spaceship that couldn't slow down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so that's that's the byline of the award. That is the, the spaceship that couldn't slow down award. Because that was the plot. That was, was the plot. Was it there was a bomb on the bus. And other shit was going down too. And 
I feel, yeah. I feel like... I'd forgotten about that until literally two minutes ago when I just read the synopsis. I feel like, mm-hmm. again, we cut the, the pregnant dude storyline and the episode begins mm-hmm. with, there's a bomb on the spaceship. Yeah. Maybe we might have a better episode. No more tension. Uh, Carolyn. Well, to piggyback on there, it was uh, the most controlled explosion episode. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this thing has, a, has an infinite capacity for... Oh, just eats like energy or something? Was that it? Think, yeah, think yeah. So. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the energy created by a bomb. Yeah, and that's, that's what she satisfied, satisfied it for. Yep. Yeah, for a thousand years or something. <laughs> Long <laughs> enough to get it off the ship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Soph, is it is it most toyetic, or did you have a, a separate one? Well, I mean. I didn't want to steal Nick's because his was about like <laughs> it being made into a plush. But then I guess it was also kind of. I mean, also- it wasn't so much about the plush. It was just about reminding me of Nibbler being this little critter that like eats energy. And and we don't know. Maybe it comes back next season and poops black poops uh, dark matter. Oh, could be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so then maybe your award is um, most similar to Futurama. More, no, no, most Futurama references. It, it is the, the Nibbler. He, it's he, just the Nibbler. He did his award already. It is set <laughs> in. <laughs> Bronze or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they're def- <laughs> these are definitely going to be in bronze. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. You participated. It's a little blue ribbon. Um, well, either the Most Toyetic Award or um, the Dr. Lies Award. Ooh. Yeah, we actually got some of the Dr. Lying in this episode. Because she kept just telling the machine. Like, You're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And oh, like, yeah. There's no problem. Ignore. Ignore, ignore. It's like, there's a total problem. There's a huge problem. But you're telling them to ignore because otherwise they'll blow the ship up. So she was lying. Evan. No, Evan. We gotta do Evan. Uh, Good thing you made that list. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have much. Uh, I'll, 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 I was gonna say uh, the best use of the ignore button award, <laughs> but <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> there you go. And you can use it in the future to ignore this episode. It's a news button. <laughs> Not one we really need to rewatch. It's, it's a bottom uh, two. Yeah. Like, the, these two Chris Chibnall episodes were definitely these, these were the, the low point. These were the nadir of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we move on to episode number six, Demons of the Punjab, which get the Benevolent Alien Award. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, we <laughs> the aliens. You mean the doctor, right? The aliens Ooh. aren't the villains. It was man. <laughs> it was i mean from one extreme to the other where it's like they used to be intergalactic assassins and now they've atoned but it's still kind of a neat setup they're not actually necessary to the plot that much no. they're just there to create a sense of suspicion yeah around them and then being like mm-hmm. oh it's man <laughs> but uh maybe mm, up there with the finest of the season this was a good episode. Also made me cry. Good history lesson, mm-hmm. especially for yes. people outside the UK, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, probably people in the UK, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure India and Pakistan remember it. Oh, yeah. But oh, everyone sure. else, maybe not so much. So this was, uh, this was good. Z. This one wins my Two Solitudes in Storytelling Award. Ooh. For having such a disparate elements narrative elements uh in one episode because if you took if you uh took out the aliens it'd be a, a th- uh i want to say thrilling it could be a a heart-wrenching uh saturday evening drama 
And if you took out the the border dispute stuff, well, you'd still have aliens, I guess. <laughs> I but, guess. But the aliens do have that story behind them, right? Where they were the, this this race of the greatest assassins, and then they returned to find their planet destroyed, and I believe by by Tim Shaw's people, no less, and then uh, so. choose to atone by mm-hmm. witnessing the, witnessing solo deaths across the universe. It sounded like. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not so much an award as it is a heartfelt thank you to Salman Rushdie for writing mm-hmm. a book that gave me some background so that I didn't go into this episode totally blind. <laughs> and also a great thanks to me for reading that book. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the book so it's the so so the, the book w- is the book is midnight's children by salman mm. rushdie which also centers around the partition of india so okay. the award for episode six of series 11 of doctor who goes to you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> salman rushdie and i share it i'm sal <laughs> yeah we're friends um neither of us are allowed back in pakistan for various <laughs> reasons uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah it's the, I guess it's the, I'm glad I did the reading award. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn. Um, I don't know how to fit this in, but uh, Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. All right. I don't um, know. Doctors Without Borders award. Yeah, yeah. It works, you know, because there's a border dispute and the doctor's there, you know. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, My award is the Humans Are Nosy Award. (laughs) Because, like, the whole thing wouldn't have happened if Yaz wasn't like, I want to know what happened because her grandmother said no. No, it still would have happened. You should no, like I mean, Yaz wouldn't have known about her grandmother's history oh, if they so, hadn't, okay. like, if she hadn't convinced the doctor to go. Yeah, I thought you meant that this was one of those. Oh no, 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 no. They made the history happen. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. The paradox. Okay. Uh, yeah. Evan, I'm gonna give this one, um, an award for. Most respectful, respectful voyeurism. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I mm-hmm. like it. Uh, I, I, I'm strangely conflicted because, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if you if somebody told you that it was their hobby to go around the galaxy watching people die, that could be taken a few different ways. But mm. hey, the, eh, sure, this is. The, I, I get it. I guess uh. it's. It's a strange way to pay tribute, but I'll give it to them. Number seven, Kerblam. Mm. And this gets the Fun Romp Award. <laughs> fun Romp. Yes, it's great. <laughs> it's just like, like it's not like like serious A-plus level storytelling. It's just like this was a fun episode to like be in. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially the doctor's face after she is told oh. she cannot ride on the conveyor belts. <sighs> and then everyone else gets to. Yes. <laughs> She's the only one who doesn't get to ride the conveyor. I'm so sad for her. And it's it's very just like classic B Doctor Who, like like the set where there's just three little stations yeah. <laughs> for them. Like like all those things were just like Yeah. You know, felt like a f- just a fun fun episode. Mm-hmm. 
Another yearly award. (laughs) Hopefully. Making me me feel bad for bringing it down, but most social commentary. Very clearly about Amazon. Doesn't address any any of the ills of Amazon. Well, wasn't it less about Amazon? Just like that was the foil and it was more about like, you know, machines taking our jobs, me. But even then, you know, well, we don't get the full story. Do people need to work? Is there no universal basic income? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deal here? What's 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 up with this planet? Right, What's right. going on? They did mention that, like, it was they were lucky to have the job. Yeah, but, like, is it because this society is aware of, like, the psychological benefits of work? Mm-hmm. Or well, that they I mean, don't have income otherwise? Mm-hmm. Well, what was weird, because we had, you know, the villain was, like, basically a terrorist. Yeah, who worked for the company, but in the end, he got what he wanted, even though he died in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's it lands on a strange note. Um, yes, in terms of like coming down on something. Yeah. So I I get where you come from, Chloe. So because. I would also give it the fun romp award, but you already you already awarded that. You can't double award. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually going to give this episode the "It Turns Out It's Man" award <laughs> because it wasn't the machines. Because it wasn't the it machines. It was the machine. Everybody thought the machines were the evil, like an entity behind the plot, and it wasn't. It was the machines literally asking the doctor, "Please help us. We are yeah. being sabotaged by this dude." It's mm-hmm. the M. Night Shyamalan it, Award. It was, yeah. a, good, it was ah, a good twist. It was like, a good, oh, it turns out... What a twist. Well, yeah, it turns out it's the, <laughs> the the machines themselves that need help. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's the It Turns Out It's Man episode. <laughs> uh, Carolyn. Uh, the most explody episode. Explody. <laughs> explody. <laughs> if even only just in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic explosion. I mean, the whole... I don't know. The whole factory blew up based on yeah, at least the bottom based floor. on bubble wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Um Soph. Um The award for the most needs to go back over their whims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if you need to add anything to that. I think that's... Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> maybe some it. people aren't aware. Okay. So No no no. That's what I'm saying. It's perfect. You don't need to you don't need good. to touch it at all. Alright, alright. It's, it's a it's a it's a perfect gem. <laughs> look it of, up, kids. Of a joke, yeah. Look it up, <laughs> Evan. All right. Well, seeing as Amazon's already been mentioned, I won't touch on Jeff Bezos's wet dream award, but uh, I will go with um, and because because every series gets one, I think um, the the creepiest robot award for this series. <laughs> I mean, even if the robot's not evil, they have to make it creepier. Yeah, oh, because yeah. otherwise you don't suspect the the robot. Yeah, it's, it's that unsettlingly robot. friendly voice and the glowing eyes yes. in the dark, right? I, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, great conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, yeah, as as a supplementary creepy. award, I would give this episode the most triggering to retail workers award. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> okay, number eight, the witch finders. I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm, but you Don't know, take all. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna. 
I'm going to stay away. So I, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to give this the, um, doctor's coming out party award. Ooh, yeah. Because we had a lot of like, like gay subtext. I'm, oh, I don't mean coming out of the closet. I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, like, Jody was really like striding into the role at this point. She was like getting some good back and forth with King James and like (laughs) being, being a little more accusatory and be like, what the fuck are you doing? I feel like there was Mm -hmm. also gay subtext. Sure. (laughs) I was on Tumblr a lot. I know. (laughs) That won't won't help you now. (laughs) No. Tumblr doesn't help anybody anymore. (laughs) Nope. All right. Z. This one gets my golden Sonic. It is my favorite episode of the season. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Wow. Very nice. All right. Yeah. Chloe. Yeah. I mean, this obviously gets my best or (laughs) best guest star in a starring role. Uh, for if, Alan Cumming as if, King James. If you if you remember <laughs> yeah. the title that I was going to use, yes. the Ham Sandwich Award. Ha- oh my god, yes. I loved him so much. <laughs> yes. Every single second he was on screen was just like an absolute pleasure. He <laughs> was just, he was the my standout MVP of the whole season. It was like yes. they said, Alan. By the way, we don't have microphones, so just make sure you're really loud every <laughs> time you do every line. <laughs> really loud and definitely fairly gay. Man, it was he was at a ten whole time. Like, definitely act like you want to fuck everybody. And he's like, <laughs> yep. I can do this. Uh, Carolyn. So I have kind of a two parter. Um, Alright. All right. Hello to the Bog King. But also <laughs> the dirtiest episode. <laughs> Several ways. It's not ready for prime time. Mm. Did it get warm in here? It got warm in here. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Bog King uh, is uh, Alan Cummings' uh, role in Strange Strange Magic, which I really Mm. enjoyed. Story. Like enjoyed as a as a sexual awakening situation. Oh yeah. Um, no, but I need to do Strange Magic. So Hey, you like mostly took all of mine. <laughs> um I'm sure it's fine if you give a repeat award. You just re- worded slightly differently. Uh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um Best Advocate for um not chopping down trees. <laughs> yeah, the tree the hugger award. award. Yeah, there uh, you go. Yeah. The Earth Day Award. Yeah, Arbor Day Award. <laughs> yeah, the, the finest. Oh, even better. Yeah, that's very specific. <laughs> the finest since Peter Capaldi told all the kids to throw their pills away. Do you <laughs> remember that episode? <laughs> Ooh, no. <laughs> No, actually. In his first season, it was called In the Forest of the Night, and the trees... Oh, yeah, completely... I remember that, but what does that have to do with the pills? The message of the episode was basically, oh, kids, stop taking your medications Just because be of... in forests? I can't remember his logic behind it, but that was that was the thing. Yeah, there's something about imagination or something. Ah. Uh... Yeah, it stifles kids' imaginations or something because of trees. Ah. Uh... got it. Yeah. Like the I trees were co- coming in to, like, save everybody. Maybe you're thinking of the whale. No, no. Overnight, a forest sprouts up over like most of the planet. Oh, that one. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we'll get to it when we uh, do that whole series by series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Season by season. All right, Evan. Um, I was tempted to make some allusion to Becca not being able to handle that wood, but I <gasps> hey, it's a little too base, maybe. You made you made, you made the mature decision, <laughs> but you know that's not what I'm good at. So <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead I, I'm not really left with much. I'm afraid. I, I don't think I. I think you guys have all touched on. On a lot of the major points of this particular one, and without getting into some some deep commentary on on the whole the way King James treated the doctor like an assistant, because naturally it's not a woman's place or whatever. I, I think I'll just back off on this one and leave it be. All right. So number nine, uh, I'm gonna give this the two for one award. Ooh. Because we had like two interesting half episodes. Mm-hmm. We had the the anti zone. Is that what it was called? I think so. Sure. Yeah. The upside down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The anti zone. Yeah. yeah. Like it looked like it looked like you know straight out of Colin Baker's era. Mm-hmm. Just like the spooky cave. Oh yes. With the moths. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Evil moths. And like flesh balloons and stuff. Yeah. And, and that then, one guy. Yeah, and then we had the Mary Universe, which was like, oh no, not the Mary Universe, but the alternate. Um, Pocket dimension. Pocket dimension. Yeah, that was like sentient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was the like the other half of the Big Bang or something, where everything was sentient, like all the was, molecules or something had consciousness. It wasn't antimatter, was it? No, I feel Not like it was, was some sort of thing that just didn't jive with anything else in the universe, and so it was isolated. <laughs> the solid track is what I have here. Yeah, the yeah. solid track is that. That is what it's called. It wasn't specifically antimatter, just like could not coexist with Earth. Yeah. 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 I feel like it was it was specific now that I think about it, I feel like it was specifically neither matter nor antimatter. It was a third thing. Okay. Wasn't it like a universe that but, had consciousness as a universe or something like that? And was like, notice me senpai. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But if we had you know, if this was a, a classic a classic Doctor serial, episode one would be them arriving there and figuring out what the heck. Episode two would be mm-hmm. the anti zone, yeah. and episode yeah. three and four would be the solar track. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of got, you know, a bunch of ideas, mm-hmm. but like not as fleshed out as they might be. Mm-hmm. Z. All right. Um, I'm going to make up a new rule and say I didn't really give the last one uh, a real award in the in the sense that I didn't, you know, describe oh, it. I, I think episode. that's legit, man. I think, okay. I think, like, like your favorite episode. That's totally legit. Okay, okay. No, yeah. I'm still going to make a new him. rule, and I'm going to give this one two awards. Um, the first award, uh, my If David Lynch Stories Easily Made Sense Award. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to give it the Munchings and Crunchings Award for the, the creature they Ooh. encounter in the anti-zone being somebody I would have liked to see, you know, like to have seen more, more of. Mm. Was it somebody... Who got trapped there hundreds of years ago? Was it some? What was that part of the anti zone? Mm. And like that contributed to how things broke down. So many mysteries. Mm-hmm. You just want to? You just want to hear that fully again? <laughs> I mean, sure. Who doesn't? <laughs> Chloe. Uh, the award that it's going to get from me is most misleading episode title. Mm. Because nothing took anybody away anywhere. They all mm-hmm. went of their own volition. Yeah. Yeah. 
it definitely also gets the runner up for shittiest dad of the season. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like feel he was like, a bigger douche than Ryan's dad, so. I feel like there's so much that we haven't seen that Ryan's dad is probably terrible mm-hmm. about that I'm still I'm I'm still letting him win. Yeah. But this dad is definitely a very he was a very strong competitor in mm-hmm. the shit dad award. Yeah. And uh he, he should be very proud for coming out. Carol. <laughs> The Alice in Wonderland, uh, or no, Alice in the, uh, crap. <laughs> Through Alice. the Looking Glass? Yes, that. Looking Glass Award. Because everybody went into the mirror, and it was weird. Mm-hmm. Through the Looking Glass. Through the Looking Glass, yeah. I was, I was going to reference, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Also good. We'll see, it, we'll see if you do. <laughs> I, I, I so now. <laughs> Well, great minds think alike. Oh, yeah. Oh, my turn. Okay. Um, the award for most beautiful fjords. Mm. Ah. They were very nice fjords. They were. <laughs> the origin fjords. <laughs> the origin fjords. <laughs> or if you don't want to be as specific, the uh, most beautiful backdrop um, mm. location. Was it on location? Maybe. I believe, I think that it was. I would, I would buy that it was. Hmm. And not, if not, it was not, still really pretty. Yeah. Not strictly necessary for it to be on location. But. <laughs> so it, it also gets the, the Beatles Help Award, where the Beatles just want to go on vacation. <laughs> not very much. I'm trying, to think if there, I'm trying to think if there's another one where they went... Eh, maybe no. it's, maybe Dean of the Poon Maybe. I don't think that was probably... No, I don't think anyways. so either. Um, Evan. And the award for laziest limp sink by a frog goes to the Solitrap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sashay away. Yep. Alright. So we have number 10. The Battle of Ranskor of Kolos. And this unfortunately gets my Waste of a Guest Star Award. Um, you have Mark Addy. You have Robert Baratheon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought you meant... I thought you meant the Daleks for a second in oh, Resolution, and I was like, no, are you no, guys no. the Daleks? Yeah. And spoilers. Yeah, you, Sorry. You have, um, yeah, you have Mark Addy, you have Robert Baratheon, and, so, and, he, and all he can do is slowly remember one thing at a time. <laughs> it was a little disappointing. And I feel like he was... I feel like this was, this was an episode where he should have had, like, quite a lot of people. Not... Mm-hmm. not Characters are speaking roles necessarily, but just like a lot of people around. And they did right at the end. They did right at the end. It didn't. It didn't hit home the the battle. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be like a graveyard of ships, mm-hmm. and I don't think we got that mm-hmm. so much. No. Z, I'm I'm giving it uh, the very coveted the Valyard, or as I like to call it, the Valley Award <laughs> for for most. Overwrought revenge plot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no megabyte modems in sight. <laughs> or or shrinking planets down to bite size size. Yeah, yeah. To power some sort of engine or whatever it was. I don't know, man. Like the, the ultimate weapon, I guess. <laughs> uh. This gets the I guess that was an arc award. It wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Two episodes are an arc. 
like we talked about this at like in the episode. We definitely did. Episode. And I think my opinion was still that it's a shit arc, mm-hmm. but it's a <laughs> Like shit rainbow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Carolyn. As I mentioned earlier, um, this episode deserves, truly deserves the award for uh, most teeth in a season ending. <laughs> <laughs> So, f- um, this award goes to biggest waste of the coolest aliens we've met so far. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Ooh, the Ux. Yeah. definitely. Yeah, I, they're ones that I hope show up again in some capacity. The, <laughs> the two guys. Yeah. just the two of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, just the that, two of them, and they are building castles in the sky. They could do that. Yeah, they literally, they literally are. did. That's like what Elsa. the song's about, like right? <gasps> I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, this episode has uh, has usurped the throne for uh, most gullible religion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, man. So that's a hard one <laughs> to beat, What did it too. usurp? <laughs> it, 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 what did it, it usurp? I, I, I'm tempted to say it took the crown from uh, Scientology, but... Don't worry ah. about it. Oh, okay. okay. That episode mm. where where the, f- <laughs> the next cast will be sued the following. Week. I mean, we could probably use that <laughs> episode to be. Hey, that's your entity, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that that episode where uh, the fourth Doctor was a god, um, the face of evil, I believe. Oh, was yeah. he the face of evil? Hmm. I'm thinking yeah. of that CDI oh. Zelda game, but that's plural. So Faces, that's yeah. that, yeah. that's a different thing. I don't know. <laughs> Ignore the man behind right. the TARDIS? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So New Year's special. <clears throat> uh, resolution. And I'm going to give this the Welcome Aboard Chris Chibnall Award. You can write Doctor Who. <laughs> this is my favorite episode that we've seen with Jodie Whittaker so far. I think it had a little bit of everything. Um, and I, I had a thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable, enjoyable experience watching it. I don't think... It's because the Daleks were in there. That's never been, never been like, if only there was a Dalek episode, then this would be better. You've but, never been like a hardcore, like, Dalek stan. No, I never have. But I think, I don't know if them being in it, like, energized everyone else or if it just, this plot just, like, came together a little more. But no, this was great. I love this. Z. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm giving it the Golden Cybermat Award Ooh. for best, mm. uh, best update of a classic monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, since the Daleks got, well, this uh, this scout, this reconnaissance Dalek, got a bunch of cool new powers. Like latching onto a human being. Oof. Yeah. And being able to make its own armor, I guess. Mm-hmm. From, like, scraps and other scraps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was cool, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like, like, when you see the Daleks display, like, intelligence. Mm-hmm. Instead yes. of just being... Killing morons. It made total sense that the the scout would have that kind of intelligence because it's just one Dalek, right? It mm. has to rely on itself to succeed, not just numbers. Mm-hmm. It's Sprained as, as right. we said in our <laughs> as, as as we said in our um, review of resolution, the Daleks very heavily follow the stormtrooper rule. Mm-hmm. The fewer yeah. there are, the more effective they are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, so Chloe. Oh, I was just gonna say. Hopefully, the Daleks return to a previous. Um, trait that we've seen in army of ghosts which is when they were sassy 
Sassy's heck. When they were really like, I, I appreciate an intelligent Daleks, but I want I, I appreciate an intelligent Dalek, but I want to see a sassy Dalek again. <laughs> you want to see some Dalek shade? Yeah, I want to see Daleks wearing yeah. shade. <laughs> You're yeah. superior at one thing, like, dying. Exactly, I loved it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Chris Chibnall is also so the episode, not, but Chris Chibnall is also going to win an award from me. It's an award that every Doctor Who showrunner eventually wins. Which is, you're a fucking liar, Chris Chibnall. What do you mean you weren't going to bring back any classic any classic <laughs> monsters? I, Here's right? a classic monster, and I, I don't care that New Year's special is technically not part of your season. Yes, it is. You're a liar. Maybe. It, it is the biggest lie since, I promise, Khan is not in this Star Trek film. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. You mean the Wrath of Khan? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. The catch is that classic monsters will only show up in holiday specials. And okay. that's it. Mm. I mean, it's a loophole. So then... It would, it would also be an inversion of the usual formula where it's not a classic monster in the holiday story. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Although, like... Haven't we seen some classic monsters in holiday stories well, before? We have, We have seen them, but they usually don't focus around them at least from what i what i'm remembering like the um uh, the 11th doctor's last uh episode town called christmas or whatever um mm-hmm. you know there were a bunch of classic monsters coming after him there was it specifically daleks mm-hmm. one of those two we really was but, now i'm not sure i'm, I'm sure it looked differently or dif- oh no wait i'm thinking of something else no i'm not in runaway bride we see the Rachnos. Was the Rachnos not already in a classic series? No. No? Nope. Okay. I thought they were. But they just looked much better in the new series. Yes. I guess I thought yeah. those rubber spiders who were like all talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, th- those are not the same. Army of the spiders. <laughs> Rachnos is like a drider. Um, Anyways. Yeah, they seem to... Whenever they have the kitchen sink finales, they tend to throw the Cybermen in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, That's it's kind of weird. It's where you just went, right? I just went, yeah. Carolyn. Hmm. How do I want to word this? Um, this episode receives this season's award for misused or, or forgotten myth or legend. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, like we, uh, so like, whole, like intro scene, kind yeah. of a big deal. Kind of like a big, yeah, yeah. But there's this Dalek that was here before, and everybody just kind of wrote it off as just kind of forgot nonsense. all about it, and then yeah, like even when there were Daleks and yeah. stuff, like that was a super cool framing device that they used. I enjoyed I really it a lot. Like that. Uh, so f- uh, this award goes to, or sorry. Uh, this episode's award is, or the award goes to this episode, <laughs> um, most likely to ignore genealogy. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I did pick up on that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big debate on the episode of whether or not the uh, the guy on the island left the island or. They just had like somebody else take his place. Else, or, yeah. No, they just they just sh- like shipped a woman in every couple yeah. of months. <laughs> uh, Evan, um, 
kind of treading on Z's heels here. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give this one the award for uh, best outfitted junkyard, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Dear God, yeah. where did he get all of that? Well, Sheffield. It's all Sheffield Steel. Sheffield Steel. <laughs> Sheffield Steel. Apparently you can make anything with Sheffield Steel. That's just how great <laughs> it is. Like, I, I, the, the way I interpreted during the episode is is the Dalek had already stopped off to get weapons, weapons and stuff from the Black Archive. So, yeah. like, yeah. My, maybe some parts from there. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at one point, doesn't the Doctor say that, or the Dalek itself say, that it made its armor from scraps and yeah. some remaining bits of my former shell or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was it former shell. Mm. I, I, I thought really like I thought the only thing you really picked up was was the the weapon. Uh, the weapon as far as maybe I could tell, it, maybe that's what was impl- like that's what was being implied. But I just remember some line, some bit of dialogue suggesting that it was a comp like the the shell was a combination of scrap metal and bits of an old Dalek shell. Well, if that's the case, I do then vaguely remember that. Yeah. It, if that's the case, then then I uh, I will defer it and um, award the Dalek uh, best uh, best Smithing. contestant on Junkyard Wars. Then. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, best DIY. Yep. Oh yeah. There's also, I mean, I brought it. I brought it up on the episode, but like a great new addition to the Dalek catchphrases. Yes. When it's like. It is. It is surrendering time. <laughs> surrendering time is now over, or like what, whatever the phrase was. I love yeah. that. Surrendering time. Uh, that was great. Um, I want like a mashup of like thing, like the thing from Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's a Dalek saying it's surrendering mm-hmm. time instead of it's clobbering time. <laughs> <laughs> Internet, I, I, make me a T-shirt. <laughs> I agree, but I want it to be Grunkle Stan. <laughs> I have to ask the more uh, experienced uh, Hoovians here. Um, is that the first time uh, that that uh, a Dalek has offered an opportunity to surrender? Because that's I think not so. generally their MO, right? No. But that's why we kind of enjoyed him, because he wasn't just a mindless shooting machine. Like, well, I say he, but it. Yeah. It was like systemic and actually did give them a chance. It's like, I know I'm going to win. I'm going to give you the chance to surrender. Well, oh, you're not going to surrender? Fine. That gives me justification to kill you all. Well, I mean, the Doctor and Co. have been held hostage by the Daleks a bunch of times, mm-hmm. so they must have made them surrender. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've seen the Daleks like want people to surrender to like extract information. Yes. Yeah. Or in a situation where the Dalek... Dalek or Daleks involved know that they are like underpowered or in their middle they're in the middle of like charging up or they have a defense weakness and so they're like bluster. Yes. They're like, mm. oh, surrender. Man. So we don't have to fuck you up because we could. <laughs> right? Yeah. I I think we've seen that before with the Daleks too, where and then the doctor is usually like, Well, I mm. know that you can't do shit right now. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
All right, everybody, that concludes the awards portion of our Series 11 review, but we'll be back in the next episode to sort of break the season down bit by bit and uh, character and by, by character and find out kind of what was going on uh, in the uh, in the details and the intricacies of the season. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you the next episode. <laughs>